Good morning, Sangha. I hope you all slept well, or rested well, or practiced in here through the night, either one. Um, Someone asked me to finish the story of the prophecy. The prophecy of the eagle and the condor. So I thought I would just say a few words about that. So this is an ancient Amazon prophecy that says that in the uh, 1400s that the eagle representing linear conceptual thinking and the condor which represents intuitive awareness maybe chitta in Pali language of the heart-mind Uh, that those two would be separated and that actually the eagle would dominate and almost wipe out the condor. But then the prophecy goes that around the 1990s, after 500 years of the eagle conquering the world or being the main way that people interact with the world or with maybe the people in power interact with the world that the condor would rise again and it would be the start of the 1990s would be the start of the time when the eagle and the condor could fly together and that uh, we would see both knowledge systems coming together for the better betterment of all birds (laughs) and all living beings so one way uh, I know my dear brother the venerable Analio talks about that we are part of the condor we are part of the prophecy of bringing back intuitive wisdom and intuitive awareness So that might be one way to handle an overly critical or thinking mind on the cushion this morning. When we find ourselves spacing out and thinking, we can say, I love you, eagle, but we will so hang out on Wednesday. Condor? Condor, please join my meditation. So let's begin by resting in whole body awareness. Thank you, body. Let's develop a little love, a little gratitude. This is the portal of our awareness. Thank you, body. I know you're trying your best.
So I'm going to lead us in a in a body scan. And uh, for those of you who might have some unfleshed out body trauma, please feel free not to do it if it doesn't work for you. Those who have some issues of built up trauma in the body, which I'm sure many of us do. If you do get triggered in the body, one technique that we use in somatic experiencing is to open your eyes and look around the room and see if there's anything that's inherently calming for you or maybe lovely for you and to rest your attention on that for a minute until maybe you gather some resources and then if it if it feels appropriate we can go back to the body but feel free to i mean one of the directions is that we are all of our own coaches in practice you know checking for the perseverance for the effort not too much not too much effort but not too little so coming into a whole body awareness many of us start with an anchor maybe where we feel the breath most predominantly in these bodies many times it's at the belly the rising and falling of the abdomen we can call this our anchor the body is problematic hearing is an excellent anchor as well i think it was ajahn sumedho hearing was his anchor the sound of the universe from a whole body awareness let's go to our heads the top of our head the back and the face thank you head So let's be aware of the skin. Just knowing that there is this covering of all of it. If we can discern some skin sensation that's great. If not that's absolutely fine too. 
skin of the head. Moving down to the neck. Sometimes we can feel some tension in the shoulders. Do we want to stretch them a little? Turn it a little? The skin of the shoulders and of the neck. Thank you, neck, for holding up my head all the time. Thank you, shoulders. Skin. Moving down to our upper arms, our elbows, our lower arms, and skin, skin on the hands. Skin on the left arm and hand and the right arm and hand. Now to the front of the torso. Skin. And the back. To the bottoms, to our behinds. Pressure on the seat or the cushion. Thank you, back. Thank you, torso and behind. Skin. To our pelvic area. Our upper legs. To our knees. Into our lower legs. Skin. To our beloved feet. Top of our feet. The bottom of our feet. Thank you, feet. You're always there for me. Or most of the time. Thank you. Now coming to a whole body awareness. Skin. Now coming down back to our feet we are going to be aware of flesh, the flesh underneath the skin. 
we don't have to necessarily feel a strong sensation of it. But just be aware of any sensation in the feet. Maybe the top of the feet and the bottom of the feet. Knowing that flesh is there. Moving up to our calves, our lower legs. Just feeling the sensation, flesh, up to our knees and upper legs. Flesh to our pelvic area. Our behinds. Moving up the front of our torso. All of the organs in our bellies and in our torso are considered flesh. Thank you, liver and spleen and all of you guys in there. Moving up, lungs, to our chests, some with milk, some without. Thank you, flesh, to our lower backs, moving up, upper backs. our shoulders, the flesh of our upper arms, and our lower arms, and in the hands, just feeling our left arm and hand our right arm and hand. Thank you, arms. Thank you, hands. To our necks. To our chins and jaw. Moving up our head. All of the flesh and the face. Helping hold the eyes in place and the nose in place and the mouth. All that flesh in the mouth. And the brain is flesh. Thank you, brain. I know sometimes I get mad at you, but I know you're doing your best. 
Thank you. Coming into a whole body awareness. Flesh, organs, eyeballs, tongue. Thank you, body. Thank you, flesh. And our last scan will be bones. Can we feel our skulls? The teeth are hard material. The jaw. Thank you, bones. Thank you, skull. Moving down our necks to our spines. Now you have an important role, spine. To our shoulders. Our upper arms. And bony elbows. And lower arms and hands. Lots of bones in the hands. Thank you. Coming to the torso. Feeling the spine or the back and the front torso. Lots of bones, our rib cage, moving down to our pelvic bones, our upper legs, and our bony knees. And our lower legs. I see you, ankles. Bony ankles, thank you. And our bony feet. Attention is love. I see you and I love you. Thank you. Coming into a whole body awareness. Bones. Skin. Flesh. Bones. Bodies internally 
bodies externally, all the same. So now we can continue our meditation, maybe with a whole body awareness and connecting with our anchor. And then wait to see what our mindfulness is drawn to. What is most predominant? And checking awareness. What is being known right now? Let's sit for a while. If thoughts arise, 
thinking. We can just say, I see you, eagle. Maybe we can imagine the condor saying, I see you, eagle. Let's all be condors, feeling these condor bodies. Watering our wisdom principle. May wisdom arise. One way to enhance stability is to go in closer to what you're observing. Every second of a breath is different. Can we receptively see that? Not too much effort, not too little effort.
when we have some stability we can come back and rest rest in spacious awareness we are the aspen grove
And then as we close, we can bring to mind rain, our little acronym that reminds us to our, if we're ever struggling, not knowing what to do in the moment, imagine a little rain is falling on your head. R for recognize what is happening. What, um, what is being known right now? And A, accept and allow it to be just as it is. And then I for investigate. What's going on here? And then maybe a reflection. This experience is part of being human. For the non-identification or not personal. Being human is like this. This is an expression of the root system. May any merit regenerated with our practice, may we quickly become awakened to help all sentient beings be free from suffering. So we have a few minutes for any questions about your practice. I guess I have some curiosity about um, how to approach being with what's what's happening and what's coming up, and then also returning to your object of focus. If there's like any guide you have for that interaction, well, sometimes, well, you might have noticed that. You know, things come up whether we want them to come up or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, if it's not such a 
big overwhelming thing. If it's just, you know, wanting a little bit more entertainment, if, in, if it's in response to boredom, we can just note what boredom feels like, make that the next object of our mindfulness, and um, maybe come back to uh, an anchor for a little bit more stability or samadhi. But if it's something bigger, something maybe a... Um, maybe if we've tapped in through a body scan some you know, hardened trauma response or something like that, we can, you know, there's a few ways to respond to that. One is to maybe do a little metta and bring some metta, or compassion is good. I love um, what one new teaching on holding difficult suffering is to hold it, Uh, if you can, within a field of compassion and have the anchor of your attention on the compassion, your own wish to be free from suffering, have that be the focus of your mindfulness rather than the suffering itself. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're watering and creating a field of compassion, a safe place for... um, you know, maybe negative memories or experiences to arise. And then sometimes, I mean, I've never been on retreat where I didn't have a day or two of sobbing meditation and stomping meditation. (laughs) (laughs) And that's absolutely normal, and it's actually good. It's good to uh, be able to find where we're stuck and then let that out. One Tibetan teacher, Kim McLeod, says that, Emotions need to be known to be let go because that's their function. They have to serve their fun- function before they go. What is probably we have to be careful of is the story that goes with that because we can have those very strong emotions and know there's probably 10 different stories we could tell ourselves related to that. But, you know, let the story go. Thank you, Eagle. Thank you, Eagle. Condor, come, come hang out. <laughs> And, um, you know, not get caught into a big old movie about what's behind that. That's how we do it in somatic experiencing. You know, we experience the uh, release of the tension or the holding. And a lot of times we don't even know what the source of that was. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your question. So I've been experiencing kind of confusion, I guess, between two sets of instructions that I've internalized, but they seem to be opposition to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. One being that I'm not supposed, I'm supposed to be kind of hanging back, hanging back. But then if what I'm seeing is just like cycles of aversion, then the idea of bringing in compassion or metta is not so much hanging back. You're actually deciding to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing doubt kind of 
creep in. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to be doing this now, or am I supposed oh, yeah, to be yeah. alone? Wow, you got back, some good the back and forth stuff. That's so, some good mindfulness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing a, you're seeing the hindrances. Um, but uh, you know, I'm just angry. <laughs> so and then, I guess. Just, and then you just, see that's anger. fine, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, you know, the back and forth uh, is happening. So I would love to hear what you guys do when that happens. Well, I mean, I think it's just all we can do is bring. I mean, the best response is to bring loving awareness to it, and to just say, "Oh, this is what, this is what you know, anger feels like. This is what resentment feels like." Uh, and then, it, you know, if there's a story, maybe let go of the story about it as much as you can. And just stay with what's being known. And, you know, there is an absolute 100% guarantee that it's going to change. And so you can just, you know, maybe not uh, looking for the change, but just resting back. And this is how it is right now. And maybe look for how it's changing. And if it's difficult, you know, I remember listening to a Carol Wilson tape, uh, Dharma talk on stomping meditation. <laughs> you know, if it's very strong negative emotions, we can go out and just say, okay, body, I respect you, I see you, this is what you want right now. But let go of any, you know, and then maybe get in touch with all of the other beings on the planet who are doing that right now. I love to bring in um, uh, that, what do you call it, uh, Lojung practice where, you know, uh, I am part of an exquisite club right now of people on this earth and beings on this earth that are angry. You know, let me take all of your anger and send you some love and peace. That's one approach as well. But just to, you know, be with it. If, you, if it is too uh, overwhelming, you can try to, um, uh, particularly if it's thought-driven, some thought, you know, I love what the advice um, in that article I talked about last night of, uh, this is really unwholesome, so let me try to water the seeds of my patience and my compassion for what's happening right now. Those are both, you know, changing what you're being aware of or holding what you're being aware of with some stability and uh, grace. Does that make sense? So it's okay to do something about it if I'm stuck, I guess. You mean to... The idea of if I'm... You know, if if hold, just allowing stuff to come is not is not helpful, then right? Yes, you can, can absolutely say, "I see you, anger. I see you, self pity. I see you, whatever." If you can see it clearly, but without the story, you know, a lot of times I don't even know what I'm seeing. And actually, Kamala Masters taught me this trick to just go. Mm, mm. I see you. Mm, I acknowledge you. But not even knowing what it is, you know. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. And I just want to point out that you're actually, your mindfulness is pretty good that you're seeing that process. So you should also say, thank you, mindfulness. (laughs) And we know that when we do get spaced out and we can't see very clearly, 
going back to the anchor for a little bit of samadhi, you know, metta phrases, all the Brahma Vihara phrases are an anchor too. To just get a little bit more so-called concentration, that's not such a great term, but what it does, it just helps our mind, it strengthens the mindfulness to see more clearly what's happening in the moment. And see, and we see the true nature of it, that it is unsatisfactory, that it is impermanent, and that it's not personal. You know, that's the highest level of understanding of anything that's arising. Yeah. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Maybe we have time for one more. Anybody? We have one back there. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, right there? Okay. Um, I'm just curious about when... When I'm sitting... And I can sense the parts come in, like little Robin or my mother who's passed. Um, I just I just wondered about how you hold that, if there's anything. I guess I'm wondering if it's normal. <laughs> um, so. Has anyone thought of their mom, their passing mother? <laughs> Look around to the other aspects. <laughs> we all have one root. <laughs> so I think it is. Um, I think it is probably best to say, yeah, this is what grief feels like. You know, this is what loss feels like, and um, you know, it's not permanent. It's not uh, perfect, and it's not permanent. Just some reflections on that. We want to be careful of getting caught up in any story because the story is what makes it sticky and makes it us. You know, when our mindfulness is really strong, we see all those things, but it's almost like we're watching it happening without that strong sense of identification with it. We're seeing it with a lot of clarity and love, but it's not as personal, right? So we just want to be careful that it's... We're not watering the seeds of our, and you know, for me, it's for me, it's watering the seeds of my self-pity or my sense that you know this is just me and oh poor me, you know, it's like holding the samsara and the dukkha of human birth, you know. We try to bring a wisdom element into it, but thank you for sharing that, and I feel your pain, hunt. <laughs> Do you have a quick question? Can you say it loudly? <laughs> we are meeting. We are meeting. So, yeah, I have a few um, announcements. So we are starting our groups this morning. So those of you with other questions, absolutely, it's a great time. And um, so... Um, uh, Jeff or Rachel, I think 